Welcome to the Go Gamecocks podcast. I'm your host, Ben Briner. Today we've got a special guest and former Gamecocks quarterback and rising coach, Perry Orth. Yeah, man. Uh, welcome in. Uh, how's, how's things been going with you? Things are good. Yeah, you nailed it on the head. Coaching, training, and uh, trying to sell people some insurance. Doing it the right way, though. Well, that, seem, that seems good. That seems good. Part of the reason we kind of wanted to have you on is spring practice is fast approaching, and, and we kind of wanted to get an understanding of, you know, some of the player side of approaching spring, spring mm-hmm. ball going through that. And I guess the first question I want to start with is just, as a quarterback, what is your what, what was your preparation like going into spring practice? Yeah, I mean, so going into spring ball, you had about eight weeks of off-season training. So when you were getting ready to hit the football field, you were like, oh, thank God, these brutal workouts are coming to an end. Um, so that, that, was, uh, that was a big relief. But some of the preparation was just kind of, you know, as Coach Perrier liked to call it, drawing up your ball plays. You know, we spent a lot of time drawing our plays on paper so that when spring football came, uh, we knew what the expectations were. Every spring, they'd always meet with the quarterbacks as a group, and you know, I know each position group would do the same, and set the expectation, hey, this is where you're at personally, this is where we need you to be at, and this is where we can see you getting to. You know, the first year was, you know, for me as a walk-on, go and improve yourself. Year two was, hey, come in and you got a chance to be the backup. And year three was go compete for the starting job. Um, and same for year four. It was new staff when Coach Muschamp came and come in and, and compete. So you, you just always – spring football was great because you knew you were going to get reps, whether you were a walk-on or a returning starter. You had the opportunity to re-prove yourself amongst your coaches and your peers. You mentioned kind of you uh, having the coaching change, learning a new offense. Obviously this team is also going to be learning kind of a, a new offense. What, what was that process like, you know, midway through a career having to pick up a whole new scheme like that? Man, I wish it was mid thir- midway through my career. It was my last season. But no, it, I mean, it, it's challenging in its own right because you take all the verbiage and all the words that you once used and the hand signals and you basically throw that in the trash. I mean, ultimately, the plays aren't that different. I mean, you're eventually going to have some plays that are the same, just different names for them. But um, it, it's, a, it's a handful, and it can be because you, you get so ingrained in doing things a certain way that uprooting them and restarting can be challenging but you know fortunately you know for for Ryan and and Dekirion, they they've had you know two years in the system and not not three or four I know Ryan's only been the one and then you know the the new quarterback coming in he's familiar with the system so you know whether he's participating in spring practice or not he already has the upper hand because he knows the language he knows what is expected of him as far as the field general in this offense is that really almost like learning a new language you say I I know what this is but I don't know what you call it almost. Yeah, it is. You you actually are learning a new language. You're learning new hand signals. You're learning different. I mean, the the requirements of playing quarterback under Coach Spurrier and Coach Roper were different. You know, with Coach Spurrier, we didn't have to um, know the protections, but he also gave us that authority to, if we saw something on the field, go ahead and change it. I trust what you see. Change it and make the correct adjustment, whereas we didn't have that same authority. But as under Coach Roper's offense, from experience, we had we were able to set our own protection. So if we felt like field pressure was coming, we could slide the line, have the back pick, the running back pick up any backside threat or any any kind of will pressure like that. So I don't know, it was just different, and it, and it is like learning a new language. You mentioned kind of getting done with those those workouts, but beyond the workouts, what other kind of stuff have players been doing, you know, I, I guess since the start of January to kind of get ready for this? Um, honestly, mm-hmm. just being a college kid, being being 
a human being that's just enjoying life because the season can be so rigorous. You wake up, you're in the building by 6 a.m., you're meeting, then you're practicing, then you're bam off to lunch class and then got to go back for position meetings and then do homework and then you do that literally an entire semester. So the off season, yes, you, you are working out and you are drawing your plays and you're watching some film, but you're able to go out and, and, and spend time with your friends and do things and kind of get away and get your love back for the game and kind of recharge, you know, during that time off because, you know, spring ball, you dive right back into it and you're practicing and getting after it. And then you got the spring game. When that ends, you got workouts until May break hits. And so, um, yeah, I'd say something that I tried to do was definitely just recharge and stay involved in the game, but, but not be so hands-on and, and just kind of live and get, get refueled for the, for the new season. You mentioned kind of, you know, getting ready, getting kind of excited for spring ball. Does that change as kind of the years go on? Is it, is, are the feelings approaching spring ball, I guess, different? Yeah, they are. I, I would say for me, I was so nervous going into the, my first probably – honestly, my first three spring practices, because my first one was like, prove yourself and make sure that they're not wasting a roster spot on you as a walk-on and that you can get on the field and show them that you have the talent to do so. Year two, listen, I didn't have a scholarship. I needed to prove myself that I could get on the field if they needed me to, so I could get a scholarship. Year three, they did finally put me on scholarship. And then that was, hey, do you want to be the starter of a power five SEC school or do you want to just be a backup? So a lot of internal pressure, um, but from the coaching staff, you know, you have more expectations as you grow in an offense, and, you know, they fully expected us to come out and, you know, for me being in a system going on a third year, be able to make those adjustments at the line of scrimmage, to be able to, you know, identify what cover two was versus cover four and then get into a play that would beat the coverage that you see. Um, They expected you to do that. But yeah, I mean, it was spring ball was just so fun. It was more laid back because you weren't getting ready for a game. Not that the coaches didn't coach as hard, but you knew ultimately, like, if you had a bad day of practice, you know, you could go back there the next day and, and kind of you know, make up for it. Obviously, they've had a fair amount of turnover on the, the coaching staff itself, uh, you know, beyond an offensive coordinator. When, when a team has that kind of change, and, and you went through some changes during your, your time, does, does that affect sort of the, the feel of things? Or is that one of those things that, you know, you, you get a few days into spring ball and it just kind of feels the same, I guess? Yeah, well, because the, the main leadership, Coach Muschamp, hasn't changed. And so his program, the way he wants things done and the way practices run is not going to change whether a new assistant coach comes in. So really the people that are going to feel it are the position coaches or the position groups that have a new coach. So like quarterback, you know, you're going to have um, a different feel because you've got a new guy commanding your room, you know, defensive line as well. But, you know, they're not going to change up the defensive schemes because they got a new defensive line coach. So um, as far as your meetings may be a little different, but as far as practice goes, that won't change a whole lot. How important do you think this spring can be for a guy like Ryan Holinsky coming off that first starting season and, and, and also for Luke Doty, who's, you know, fresh out of high school? Oh, man, I, I forgot that Luke Doty's there too earlier in our question. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's huge. It's huge for Ryan, Ryan and, and Luke, importantly, because they're both so young. I know he played all last year, but the, the reps that you get rep after rep after rep in practice and in scrimmages is invaluable to a quarterback because you have to get used to seeing things. The The mental and the vision side of, of quarterback is the most difficult side of the position. It's not actually throwing the ball. It's trusting what you see, knowing what you see, and, and how do you get the job done? How do you get the pass completed versus the coverage with the play that you have called? For Luke, you know, he's never played Division One football before. It's going to be instantly a change right off the jump versus him playing at Myrtle Beach 
for a ball in playing big time SEC football. Just the pass rush, the the windows that you have to throw in, how you have to be on time, or you'll get you'll pay for it. So all of that stuff, and you get there's so many reps, like I said, that happen in spring practice. That's why they have. That's why it's so important to make a bowl game because you get those extra reps, those extra practices to to get ready for even the next year, and, and really for the younger players. You kind of touched on this, and I've always sort of wondered that first spring practice after a guy gets a lot of real live in-game action. How how kind of important and valuable is that? And what is that really like? Because you have that first time when you're taking what you've done and, and you have a little time to process it and, and sort of go back. And So the biggest thing for me going from the 2015 season to 16 was being the, the, the true leader of the offense, being the, the leader of the team, being more vocal, having those guys seen you gone through the gauntlet and getting your butt whipped mm-hmm. and peeling yourself off the ground and getting back up after it. You know, guys will have more respect for you. And then in the, in the offseason, you have an opportunity to really earn that respect too by, you know, hopefully he's finishing first in all their sprints. Obviously, he's not the fastest player on the team. But, you know, when you're you're doing more of those conditioning-type tests or conditioning-type runs – you know, showing that you're putting in the extra hours to be the leader of the team so they can put their faith in you on Saturdays. So that, that for, for Ryan, that's really where the next step is. For, for Luke, he needs rep, just reps throwing the ball versus one-on-one coverage, seven-on-seven, team period, all of that stuff. And, you know, he's in the same boat. He's learning a new offense. I mean, I hope they're spending time at night drawing up their plays, understanding the coverages that they'll see this spring. And, and how are they going to translate what they've learned in the off-season meetings to the actual field here And I guess, about a week and a half? Hey there. Like what you hear? Good news. You can help ensure the state continues making journalism you love to read, watch, and listen to. If you're more into sports than news, you'd probably like our Sports Pass membership, which gives you access to unlimited sports coverage for just $30 for the first year. Subscribe to Sports Pass at thestate.com slash sportspass. You can also read more Gamecocks news by downloading the Go Gamecocks app or by signing up for our newsletter at thestate.com slash newsletters. Thanks for supporting local journalism. Now, back to today's episode. Did you ever have any dynamics kind of like with Colin Hill, not necessarily the transfer part, but a, a more veteran guy who didn't happen to go through spring? And and what do you kind of see in that sort of situation where you've got a guy who will, will probably have a factor in in the competition but isn't there right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, you know, obviously Jake Bentley didn't have the experience, but Jake was one of those guys you knew he was going to come in, you knew he was going to have an opportunity to compete and play. Um, and he was there a little bit for spring practice, but yeah, it was a little bit of a different situation but for them I mean you can't be worried about oh when when this kid gets healthy and when he comes back to me you got to get yourself ready because if you are that good they're going to put you out on the field if you're the best candidate to play quarterback they're going to put you they're not going to be like oh well, he's a senior we want to play him more that that doesn't happen they're they're going to play the best player at the end of the day so you know they they shouldn't be worried about you said Colin correct Colin Hill is his name yeah so you shouldn't. They shouldn't be worried about what Colin is doing, and Colin shouldn't be worried about them getting reps. Colin, he's already got the upper hand. He knows the plays. Get out there, stand behind the quarterbacks. Get used to developing relationships with your offensive line, running backs, receivers, other people on the team, so they feel like okay, well, when he is healthy and he is playing, this is somebody we can go to war with. That that's kind of the, the route that I that I would take. That's what I took when I broke my collarbone. And I couldn't get those reps. I broke my collarbone in the spring practice of my senior year. And, listen, I couldn't get the reps to show the guys, like, listen, hey, I'm ready to play. You know, I'm ready to do this thing again with you guys. So I spent time developing relationships with guys around me. So when my time came, they were like, okay, Perry's not, you know, this is a guy that we can rally around and play with. 
I'd, I'd actually forgotten that, that you, you were kind of almost in the Colin Hill role. Yeah, in, interesting. In, in, a, in a weird way. What, what do you feel like players get out of spring ball versus, I guess, what, what coaches get out of spring ball? Obviously, you've, you're, you're pretty early in your own coaching career, but do you have kind of a sense for, for that sort of gap? Um, yeah, the players, the repetition. I mean, at the end of the day, you can never get enough reps. You can never get enough good quality reps. And if they're competing like I know they are, they're going to get better. I mean, we just got to find a way to stay injury free. I mean, listen, we're they're, they're putting the, the we've got good players. The players are there. I mean, you look at the Senior Bowl. We got six, seven guys that played in the best All Star game in the country for college football players. So you know, you, you look at that. We've we've got good players. They've got good things in the works. If we stay healthy and those guys compete at the level at which they're going to be required to, I think it's more beneficial for the players because the coaches, from my experience, is just another spring. Right, it's it's getting new guys ready to play, but for the players, as you as an individual, you're really learning a new, you know, you're learning a new system, or you're fine tuning what you already do know. So yeah, the the reps are invaluable. How early in spring, if you've got a new guy come in, or maybe a guy who took a jump, do you kind of get that moment when you say, ah, this guy is legit? Did it, oftentimes they say kind of you know, players know. Is there a point in spring where you kind of feel like you really know or is no, it before? No, there's not there's not like a certain like oh after week 2, okay, we know. There there will just be plays that stand out, right? I remember when Debo got to South Carolina and we were in a scrimmage and I threw him a uh, cover 2 post right in the middle of the field and he caught the ball and literally ran TJ Gurley flat over and just kept running into the end. I mean, just steamrolled him and we all kind of looked around at each other and he had just gotten to campus like in August and we were like yo that <laughs> that was impressive you know and then even the next year you know getting ready for the 2015 season when Debo was healthy I mean we fully expected him to be a first team all SEC guy got plagued with the hamstring issue didn't get healthy until the Clemson game had seven catches for 120 something yards or something like that so there's not a certain time period it's more of a this kid's got it. And and when you come into a spring, do you try to set any goals for yourself, or do you just kind of say, I'm going to go out there and play ball as much as I can and learn and develop kind of at the pace that I do? Yeah, for me, my goal was to always climb the depth chart. You know, at the end of spring ball, I wanted to be the third-team quarterback. At the end of spring ball, the next year, I wanted to be the second team. At the end of spring ball, I wanted to be first team, or at least be in that mix, right, to where they were like, hmm, this could be interesting come fall camp. But then after that, I just wanted to get better every day. I just wanted to, the biggest thing for me, because I knew my limitations as a player, I wanted to be efficient. That was something I really, really tried to be. And I think that going into my senior year, through all of the reps that I had gotten, the efficiency was getting there. And, And as a quarterback, you look at you know, good quarterbacks. And for us South Carolina people, we all look to Connor Shaw and what he did. Connor didn't blow anybody away with arm talent. Where he blew people away was if it was third and four, that dude was getting the first down. You know, he was efficient. He was accurate. He knew where he wanted to go with the ball. And if it wasn't there, he'd take off and get, if it was third and four, he's getting five yards, right? And that's what made him so good. And as a quarterback, that's what you really want to be. You want to be efficient in whatever it is that you do. If you've got a big arm, be efficient throwing the football down the field. If you're a quick runner, get the first down, whatever you got to do move the chains and so that was something that I tried to do when I was playing each spring that is most of the questions I have is there anything you want to plug or you know thank you for so much for coming on oh no man no this is uh this is an exciting time for those guys especially you know the the new guys the the Colin Hill Luke Doty these guys you know they come in with a clean slate and that's why you know I was excited um internally when coach Muschamp came because it was a okay here's a new staff 
I have a brand new opportunity where these folks have no idea who I am as a player besides a few, you know, the, the games the year before, but that's different. They want to see it happen in person. So you have an opportunity to prove yourself to this entire coaching staff and show what you're capable of. And, and for me, that was exciting. And I hope that they attack each spring practice with that kind of enthusiasm and urgency. And uh, it'll, from, you know, from a quarterback specific side it'll be interesting to see how it all develops if if Luke can grasp it mentally he's athletic enough to play he's obviously physically gifted to go out there on the field and play this year um Colin's a kid who I hear has got extremely uh he, who's extremely talented arm wise and then Ryan is another extremely talented passer who needed to get healthy and build on what he did um, last year, and then you can't forget about the carry-on. I mean, he's a guy that is, who knows what he's doing. He could be out there every day busting his tail, learning the plays, and becoming a better quarterback, and he could come out and surprise people. So you look at all those guys, and um, it'll be interesting. It's good to see competition back in that room. Well, that is some very good stuff. Uh, looking forward to this. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, this has been the Go Gamecocks podcast for coverage of spring ball, Gamecocks football, and really anything else South Carolina. Go to uh, thestate.com or gogamecocks.com. Thanks for listening.